0: What's up guys, our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with just the total package, Craig, the British Bulldog, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling, more, no inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing Mm -hmm. opinions with you. Today's topic, wrestling gets real six backstage assault for audio fans. Give us a listen on, on uh, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, your and Google. I podcast. like that
1: this episode has a subhead called "Backstage Assault." That's yeah, I fantastic. Like it. it's I did it on job. purpose because you know Dave said it's, it uh, in private. It's fitting. It's fantastic.
0: It, 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 it is the it is the time for backstage assaults. And I watch so, our I oh, watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel on social media. Can you really upset Jess and grow us on Instagram? Or Twitter. Maybe my o- rants
1: have worked, and that's why we've been getting a lot of like engagement o- lately.
0: Because w- I'm
1: calling you stupid fucks, which is what Whoa, you are. Or on wow. fan podcast. Listening. No. Maybe, maybe that's is, working. It's tough. No. Jess is
0: really that's, trying to be the hill here. It's tough the end, you guys are all dumb.
1: All of you are dumb. No. And you just want. I'm right. And the way I want to watch wrestling is the only way. I mean, I was like that in my 20s and 30s. But motherfucker, when you mature, you you don't need to be like that anymore. You, you gotta just support um, all wrestling You gotta support our shit we're, we're, Shit we do, we're doing backstage assault
2: We're Dave salting got, you
1: backstage what Dave we, never we got past want? the opening paragraph That's fantastic Dave, Dave doesn't matter anymore to me What? Oh fuck, I did not mean to say that out loud <laughs> I did not mean to say I, that I, 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 I Um. And this is our, uh, <laughs> I don't know when this is gonna air But it's our second episode, so we are wee right now with uh holy water um, i, I so will tell
0: you that i, I told you hy-
1: hydrated this- as they say hydrated no i'm super yeah, hydrated
0: hydrated is
2: good yeah.
1: <laughs> this is our sixth installment of Wrestling Gets Real. Number five was all dedicated to New Jack, and I—I I was not you know on what?
2: there. And I—that's re- my biggest regret in the history of this podcast: <laughs> that I was, was not fun. on the New Jack episode. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was fun. And then now I wanted to Bullshit. do backstage assault, so we're only going to be doing real events. This is not storylines. This is real fights that happen backstage. So I kind of want to hope we've covered some backstage fights before in our first like few installments. But now I really want to start doing specific. Yeah. Like backstage shit. And this is dude, there's so many backstage fights. It's so funny. I mainly did this too because people want to shit on AEW and say, Oh my god, it's falling apart. And I'm like, this it's this never happened so before about the out of control yeah. room. It's unprecedented. Oh god, yeah, the, the AEWs. There's never been dysfunction. Like have you watched WCW? Yeah. Have you fucking did you hear about the Sean and mm-hmm. Brett fight backstage? Have you it's heard, the heard of the nineteen eighties or nineties?
2: Have you heard w- yeah. have you done cocaine? Have you heard of uh films?
1: yeah uh, Jacques Rougeau punching dynamite kid and shattering his teeth like <laughs> have glass, you spent like...
2: 250 days on the road
1: yeah so there's a lot of stuff that we can cover so we're just gonna talk about are you arn anderson <laughs> <laughs> and these three stories by the way i one of them we might have known about but like the uh the the first one that dave's gonna cover i didn't even know about until yeah, i, I no researched so i was like what like this happened? this
0: is this is this is good but but to the point before i get into it i have to say there's been a i mean I don't say multiple, but there has been two major backstage fights in AEW. It, you know, it recently, could recently, in recently. But I'm saying that it kind of prompts this this topic. Um, yeah. No, 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 dumping on, on AEW. They they're bringing great stuff to us. We want. They're a growing 60. company. People they're fought in WCW. People fought in WCW. They're gonna have in WCW. Their growing yeah. pains. It's fine. You can't tell me that WWF, WCW didn't have their backstage stuff. Speaking of which, let's talk about Orrin Anderson and Disco Inferno at WCW in 1999. In May of same year, Orrin Anderson and Disco Inferno got into a scuffle on a shuttle bus after getting off a charter flight. On that flight, Disco was verbally joking around with Hugh Morris and was saying things like, your family is coming to watch tonight? Does your family even know who you are? I'm probably your daughter's favorite wrestler. And that's just good ribbon. After they got on the shuttle, Disco began taunting Hugh again. Orn had told Disco to cut
2: the shit. He Disco was told, nobody's daughter's favorite wrestler. Like The fact that he wait, wait. thought he could get away with
1: that. It, Disco was What's known not? for shit talking and pushing buttons. He's ribbing. Yeah, Disco was ribbing. He was being crazy.
0: And that's fun. And we'll talk into it, it
1: later. Later, they were again like us right now. They were super hydrated and on, uh, they ate Disco a lot of, they a lot of white like fine.
2: Oh, yeah. okay, yeah.
0: yeah. And that's what he said. He also told Disco, We had a long day behind them, and everyone had been drinking. They're exhausted. Disco looked at R. Anderson and said, Or what are you gonna beat me up horseman style? That's fucking great. Arm proceeded to slap the shit out of disco and said, no, that's Marty Lundy style.
3: So we get our bags. We go get on the rental car bus. Now it's smaller area, close proximity. He starts again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a much bigger star than you are. Now he's goofing on him, but, uh, I could see it ain't getting over now he's getting red in the face and I just looked leaned in looked at him I said cut the bullshit out you know we're all tired as fuck we're not gonna get any sleep we're gonna sleep a few hours grab a gym and we got to drive to Jacksonville oh what are you gonna do beat me up horseman style was his reaction so I slapped the shit out of him and said no that's Marty Lundy style motherfucker and so I cupped him pretty good, and uh, he got a blank look on his face, and uh, that's the real story.
2: Motherfucker. That's, that's, thats you love these styles. I love you love the style. I it's love it. Style. I love that best. even
1: even in like in 1999, Anderson was retired already, and he was like yeah. road agent. So I just love the fact that like. He still thought to have the wrestling promo brain. It's a real life event that's happening. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, Disco's like, are you going to beat me up, Horbison smile. He's like,
4: "Slap, no, no motherfucker, funny, <laughs> London,
3: stop!"
4: Like it okay. just fucking. <laughs> I like,
2: think amazing. we've buried the lead here. So mm-hmm. Anderson is not an active competitor. He's a road agent with WCW right. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's huge. I did not know that. <laughs> Anderson and Sid <laughs> is different when they're both competing. Anderson is a road agent telling an active competitor and slapping
1: the shit out out of his mouth, but
2: it's a cruiser. Let's be real. That's amazing. (laughs) But this is the funny funny
1: part, Dave, read the last sentence, Dave. It makes all of it. Right. Yeah.
2: This is great. Arn
0: told the story on his podcast with Conrad. This is very recent. Disco played the clip on his podcast with Conan piece of shit and said that Arn had told it 100% accurately.
4: First of all, because first of all, everybody was annihilated. Okay, we were all we were all fucked up from from the flight. Second, the the first thing that went through my head was shock, and like everybody, and you get understand that the the um, it's, it was weird because it was a, it was a um, it's a like a rental car bus. Okay, <clears throat> so it's a, it's like a very weird position where like you know there wasn't he was sitting behind he like I was sitting on the the aisle of one seat. He was one row behind me on the other seat, okay, on the opposite aisle. And I was, like, turned around sitting sideways, okay? He uh, The first thing that did when he slapped me, everybody, like, like the look on everybody's face was complete shock because it came out of nowhere. And it really wasn't, like, you know, like, I didn't do anything to make him want to slap me. The first thing that went through my head is, like, if I hit this guy, am I going to get fired?
0: I love how Disco was, like, yeah. That totally happened.
1: Listen, Disco does a lot of stuff to push people's buttons. He does it on purpose on the podcast to play the heel. Disco's fucking funny, like he really is. And like you could agree or disagree. Disco does a lot of stuff. Like Disco is really fun. Can I also say that Disco
0: was uber talented in the ring? Underrated. he was such such a good wrestler. Disco
2: retro pay per views. We look back now, and we're always talking about Disco matches. Like. Shit, we overlooked this guy. Yeah, there was one that we talked
1: about with him against Malenko, and I just kept going, dude. Like, fucking Disco was so good. Like, he was just—he was a great worker. He knew where to be. Like, Disco's a good wrestler. (laughs) I I get it. He's Disco Inferno. I get it. But like, he—he was really good at what he did.
4: Yeah, he's a huge
1: fucking heel on the podcast. He does it on purpose. Pushes buttons. He He did here, and he got the shit slapped out of his mouth, which is great.
0: I love it. And he's like, yeah. But I love the conclusion
1: where like. He's like, no, that's really how it happened. How many times do we see a shoot interview with the wrestler and, and the other wrestler goes, that's not know how exactly that would happen. Disco's like, no, nah, I mean, yeah, it's how it happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he slapped my ass me. on <laughs> that bus. We were all drunk and on pills, and he slapped the shit out of me.
2: There you go. And it's like it's all a super quiet ride home after that. It's like, yeah. and you hear like sniffling uh, of disco. Like <laughs> I've been on, I've been Dad, on those buses.
0: By the
1: way. I don't like getting like that with you, but when you make me, you push me. I have to punish you. I I can't explain it.
0: It it could be high school. It could be college. If you've been on a bus where you're on a team, like football, wrestling, whatever, somebody gets mad and somebody's like, what are you going to do about it? And they beat the shit out of each other on the bus. It's a very quiet ride home. And I will say
2: there, there's still the road agent relationship with the wrestler is one of like, you can't hit a road agent. So he actually kind of had to eat it. So even if Disco wanted to, He's not going to, and he had to You're eat that stuff. Touch Arn and was, Anderson, like, yeah, and he's probably he was in the wrong. Also, it's like you don't mess with Big Dad, like Arne Anderson I, when
1: he was twenty-eight looked like it, your dad. Though, like, like, so it, you don't just, fuck with like Anderson. Anderson always, Anderson always looked like he was forty. Look at always. him,
2: always. Yeah. Look at him. He's a piece Somebody right somebody, Look at
0: his somebody. But Look somebody is somebody else. Shouldn't be. He's
2: twenty-five there
0: yeah some, <laughs> someone shouldn't be like i'm gonna was fuck 16 you up years old you're, there <laughs> you're yeah. you're ribbing somebody else over his family coming to town like
2: and, but i love that the the morality line of arm was like no not the daughter she's not your favorite wrestler. Yeah, whole, we've all been and, and
1: also to be told too, disco even said that are his arn has really a dry sense of humor and arn was arn and disco used to always like verbally fuck with each other just for fun, um, and they would laugh or whatever. But for some reason, like Anderson, when he started making fun of uh, Hugh Morris's family and daughter, Arn's like, "That's enough. I will not tolerate this." done. Like <laughs> yes. it, it flipped a switch in Anderson's head. And he's like, "You've had way too many Tic Tacs and holy water. Slam. <laughs> no more. Like it's oh. just kind of uh,
0: that's fantastic."
2: <laughs> what did Five Fingers say to the face? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, Marty Lund style, yeah, Marty Lund style,
2: motherfucker. Bus driver keep on rolling? Don't this stop. This is
0: Lundy style. Uh, let's let's. Do just...
2: you call me Martin? Not let's Marty. Jump to,
0: let's jump to the next one.
2: I'm Martin RBD tonight. This that is Doctor Lund, I'm gonna, asshole.
0: I'm going to repeat it again. Move on. <laughs> RBD and Taz and ECW. I 1999. fucking hate disco. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm no,
2: no Sorry,
0: You're not you're not gonna give this one enough love. You're stuck not. You're, you're stuck. In the right, past. go ahead.
1: Start over again. Read I'm the gonna turn second. this bus RV around to and Taz, ECW
0: 1999. Taz was pushed to the moon in ECW. His quiet, brooding character was portrayed on screen.
2: Spoiler Has alert! Always about? hated Taz. Never liked him ever in the history oh, of my hell, life. Thank I get you. It. And I get continue. It. backstage,
0: however, he was developing quite an ego. Oh, no, really? He, Tommy Dreamer, and Bubba Ray Dudley were very tight with Heyman and had his ear. RVD was all about um, airing his spot and stealing the show every night. Taz noticed this and felt RVD was a threat to the top spot. After a tag match against RVD and Sabu, Taz felt the match was lackluster and made it clear he would confront RVD and kick his ass. RVD caught wind of this and waited for Taz to approach him. When Taz confronted RVD, he was asked to pick a hand. <laughs> Confused by the question, what? Taz froze and caught a punch to the face. Mm-hmm. Taz what hand. Down what are
2: you talking about? hand? And right the I don't coach, and hand.
0: integration stopped at that point. Later, Taz admitted that he needed someone to knock him off his pedestal and was thankful for the altercation.
5: Um, I thought that I put... I probably said this on the timeline, but I thought that I put Taz and myself in a situation where we could not get out of it without fighting, without one of us killing the other one. And I knew which way that was going to go. But um, he found a way out of it. And I look back at it like that, like, I look at it like he was the better man because of that. Because nothing positive was gonna come out of that fight that hadn't already been done. At that point, everything that I wanted to achieve had been done. I mean, I, I pushed him off the throne. I did. I mean, it felt like that because, he needed to be he was on a pedestal where he was uh, indestructible his head was in the clouds he'll even say this he needed somebody to smack some morality into him and it was a problem with all of us especially me there was a lot of insulting going on back right. and forth okay so i take him off the pedestal i thought he was going to need to be crippled in order for him to realize that I yanked him off the pedestal. But he already realized it. And I didn't know that. So he was mad enough to get us out of there without anyone being paralyzed or crippled right. or even hurt. And and in the end, in the end, look at the positive that came out of it. I mean, he's a lovable, you know, great guy. We have mutual respect for each other. Mm-hmm. And I look up to him for that.
0: This gets talked about quite a bit. On, yeah, on K- RVD RVD commentaries, they do a the lot end. of
1: stuff or whatever. Like, yeah, so RVD was famous for this. Like rvd's awesome i I, i've said this many many times before he's freaking badass he's a legit tough guy and most of the legit tough guys never tell you that they're tough they're just calm and quiet the guys that are like have to yeah the guys are the lately we've been seeing this on wrestling the guy that's the loudest in the room is usually the weakest and we heard that from roman like and uh other people have said that too i think john moxley said it on aew a few months ago and, uh, and it's true, you know, when you got somebody who's chirping about how funny they are, how smart they are, how tough they are, they're typically not ever that like, cause they're trying to project and they're trying to like hype themselves up. And Taz was like that. I'm not saying Taz is not tough. I'm just saying like, he just bought his own hype and RVD was not having it. And so when he heard he caught wind that Taz going to kick his ass, like, cool, I'll be waiting right here for him. So when he walked up or whatever, he's like, pick a hand. And before Taz like, what are you talking about, bro? He punched Taz right in the face. And Taz is like, oh shit, like, and RVD has been known to be tough like that. RVD can defend himself, and yeah. he has always been like, dude, I- I'm not gonna get fuck with anybody unless they fuck with me. And RVD is like this unsung hero in yeah. the back that, like, you don't fuck with him. Like, RVD will fuck you up. And, like, yeah, he just... The Pick-A-Hand thing's become legendary, and I had to talk about it on this episode because it's so yeah. fucking funny. I can't
0: believe we haven't talked ne- about Pick-A-Hand to this
2: point.
1: Yeah. He never seems like the
2: guy. He was never the aggressor, just a very laid-back, obviously weed-smoking stoner, like, but you... But he, he does Incredibly talented. And incredibly like
1: talented. Like, he's so fucking
2: good in the ring. Could talk to talk, walk to walk, never cross him, and, like, he's just... I, I love that. Like, someone who doesn't have to use it for power moves, but can resort to it and can humble someone that way and be that tough like what a man At
5: that time he he um he wasn't someone that he definitely wasn't someone that like blends into the dressing room he stands out and he makes himself stand out uh let, let me paint a picture for you but this is when i i'm not sure this is still 99 though but when i first got to ecw and i'm meeting everybody uh big open room, you know, like a warehouse kind of room, where that's where we're dressing, everyone's all, you know, uh, there's tables and chairs, people standing, whatever. Over here is Taz, but you can't really see him because he's got a circle of men around him, Team Taz, wearing orange jackets, and they're standing shoulder to shoulder, making a circle around him, and he's in the middle, hours before the show, show. getting hyped up. You know, and, and, and so like, if Sabu wanted to talk to him about something, you 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 gotta you know like get permission from the outer circle, or say I needed you know I need a moment of Taz's time. You know, it was just he put himself in a position where
1: how could you not have a, a problem with it? You know what I mean? So RVD knew, like, we're going to cross at like one a point a in time. Shitty
2: ent- just like a shitty entourage of hangers-on, of people. Yeah, in- just trying
1: stuff. to fucking, like, you know, put his image out did, there that he was really did, did, tough. Hay- because-
2: did Heyman approve that? Like, that was.
1: Yes, RVD said that later, too, that Heyman was an expert at doing that. Like, there was one <laughs> meeting one time where him and RVD, uh, him and Sabu, when they were a team, RVD, uh, yeah. walked up Paul Heyman, and they had a big staff meeting. And RVD's like, do you need to be at the meeting? He's like, oh, no, you and Sabu don't need to be at the meeting. And uh, he's like, I heard later that, of course, Sabu they were in the meeting, and someone's like, "Where's RVD and Sabu?" And he's like, "Oh, can't believe they're not here! I told them all that oh they need God. to be here." Yeah, and he's like, "That's no, how Paul, Paul Heyman. Heyman was." So Paul Heyman was always pinning people he was against, against other people because he liked he liked that. Uh, they that, think they're better than you, but they're I not. I can't believe and nobody. That- Robathan Van Damathan is not here. Like and it just yeah. So that RVD always said it was that kind of like Paul. Paul, you know, you can. Who wants to do more promos at my mom's house? (laughs) 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 People shit on Tony Khan here, and I'm like, dude, Paul Heyman was a dick. Like he was not. Everybody thinks about ECW fondly, and I'm no. like, no. He pitted just people against a each other. Manipulative piece of yeah. garbage.
2: I mean, he's a brilliant Rob, man, but like, uh, yeah. I mean, Rob he had from nothing Peter, in what he, he couldn't manage
1: do. money. Robbed from Peter to pay Paul. Told yep. you what you needed to hear. Like at the time, like yeah. He, hey, <clears> he had a lot of good qualities, a lot of bad qualities. Paul. If, if they're but
2: this... happy, I, I'm happy. Thank you for Terry Funk. If I'm happy, there. Oh That yeah, was, when he was on the voice of horses. Voice don't know.
1: Thank you. Let's roll
0: what into something that's <laughs> what do you it's think? not it's not as fondly remembered as if they enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this wasn't enjoyable. I love JBL and Styles and WWE. <laughs> we all know we talked about this to great lengths that JBL is a locker room bully on this day on a flight home from an overseas tour joey styles would slay the bully here
1: joey styles oh my god oh my god that joey styles
0: yeah jbl had been provoking joey styles for months as he did many other people he would yell odd things to him in public trying to embarrass him in the locker room in front of talent on an overseas tours jbl had been needling joey styles for the entire tour on the flight home jbl got really drunk on the second leg after not. Wait, RJBL? Him, R-J- <laughs> R- R- RJBL. He went to Joey Styles and began to verbally attack Joey. He pushed Joey down in the seat and he poured beer on that. him. Other talent had separated him at that point. Later, Bradshaw walked down the aisle past Joey. Joey would get up and double leg JBL from behind, sending him to the floor. When they both stood up, Joey had challenged uh, John Bradshaw Lakehall, Bradshaw, uh, Bradshaw at that point Layfield, whatever. JBL threw a wide hook which Joey easily ducked and countered JBL with a hook of his own knocking JBL down in the eye of that plane. The other wrestlers had to pull Joey off of him. Uh, Shad Gasper backed this story up That's on the a piece. shoot interview as he was on the plane he had witnessed this directly.
5: Finally, he gets around to uh, Joey again. And as he's walking past Joey, right, me and Cena are at the front of the plane. And we're the opposite on the opposite aisle. And we see Joey, and he unbuckles his seatbelt, and Bradshaw is by him, and Joey double-legs him from behind. And Bradshaw goes <laughs> flat and hits the ground. And then Joey gets up. And we're like holy shit and joey goes come on motherfucker and we're like no 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 and bradshaw just looks at him hails off and we're like joey (laughs) me and cena are like no and and bradshaw just throws this wide hook and joey goes (laughs) and we're like (gasps) and all you see bradshaw going huh
4: huh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, down, and joey's like i told you motherfucker i told you motherfucker uh, and we're like, uh,
1: <laughs> there's a lot of people phenomenal. including bruce pritchard that were not on the plane and they try to tell jbl's side of the story but shawn shad saw it and cena saw it and he was like i was at the front of the plane with cena And we had seen JBL just be a dick to him. So I guess for some reason, I don't know if Vince asked for it or not, but like on the first leg home, JBL didn't drink at all. And then on the second leg, he's like, fuck it. Like, so on the first leg, when he wasn't drinking, Shod and other people were getting on the intercom of the plane. Like we would like to congratulate JBL on his sobriety uh, on this leg. (laughs) So Vince, Sean looked at Vince. Vince is like, keep going, keep going. So Vince was egging it on. He's like, this is great. This is great. And so it was pissing JBL off. So on the second leg, he just started fucking drinking. And I guess he started getting this shitty attitude. Like these guys are going to fucking like, you know, rib me, these motherfuckers. Like I'm going to fucking, I'm going to be drunk JBL now and take over the world. And so I guess he had always picked on Joey Styles and Joey Styles kind of backed off. But I get, I heard this is Bruce Pitcher denied it, but he wasn't on the flight and he admitted he was on the flight that JBL started saying things about uh, Joey Styles wife. And so Joey Styles got pissed and that's when he, when he went over there, he went over to JBL's chair, JBL, or, uh, sorry, excuse me. He went over to Joey Styles seat, Joey stood up, he pushed Joey Styles back down the chair and dumped beer on him. And so Joey's like, okay, like, all right, like, that's cool. So then JBL later was drunkly stumbling down the hallway. And so <laughs> Joey got up and fucking double leg, took him down, smashed him on his face. When JBL got up, he's like, come on, motherfucker. And JBL threw a punch and he ducked it and fucking knocked him out like with a hook and good. then and just got the jumped point. on top of them and started hammering on them and they all separated them good so i guess Fucking a lot of bully. people yeah a lot of people after that were like jbl is never really the same but it's so funny and telling of every bully by the way shod's like after that they were good friends of course jbl went up to them so after that they were always seen laughing and catering because the bully once he gets beat up is always going to be like dude you're all right man you're all yeah. right like saying so, you yeah. know and i'm sure Joey joey's talking about it yeah. Most bullies, like when they get beat up, will want to befriend the person that put them in their place because they're like they because they're really pussies, they're really weak. Yeah, like bullies are, and that's and what JBL is. Like, and it's
2: not the only JBL. Like, there's the JBL Steve Blackman story in um yeah around a luggage carousel little, little where like story. he slapped uh, Blackman, I guess, on the buttocks, and Blackman's I don't play that, please don't do that, stop. And JBL did it again, and Blackman's I'm serious, I will, I'll. Okay, hey, why, yeah, would you was, Blackman, why would Blackman? you fuck with right. Blackman, by the way? Why would you fuck with Steve Blackman? Right, he's it was legit, the same thing. It was a legit after a long artist, flight, yeah. and then Blackman just destroyed him. Like, And everyone just said, I was like... JBL again in the wrong, stupid, dumb. I'm sure they bully. were best friends afterwards because he's a. Yeah, fucking bully. Hey, Steve. Yeah. hey, Hey, Blackman! Oh, hey, Blackman! I still yeah, can't God, like hinge Blackman. my jaw correctly. He, You're crazy JBL. when you kill me when you <laughs> my, my jaw still
1: clicks when I eat oatmeal <laughs> oh, and that's God, God, all I can eat. Click, uh, click. <laughs> do you? Do you think, think friends, and- friends do you think he was good friends? He was good friends with the Undertaker and Bruce yeah. Pritchard, and that's the only reason why JBL. you think and Blue get together
2: on the holidays as well? That's right, Blue That's right. I mean he was he was true like he was Vince's kind of I guess fake enforcer Undertaker was the real like enforcer of the locker room yeah. and, and dad but JBL was he the fake he enforcer didn't,
0: like, he didn't have the bloody able to do it though It just Mark sounds Co- like he's Mark just always the
2: man.
1: Always hated him JBL what a garbage I've never person. I've never liked him. I don't like any of the stories that come out. Justin Roberts wrote a book where he was just a piece of shit to Buried Justin him. Roberts.
2: Oh yeah, Justin and, uh, Roberts had the same story of like having a confrontation finally outside. Yeah. with him and like he threw his back I'm sure down, jbl
1: like- backed down and they were good friends after that because he's a pussy like yeah jbl's a pussy wow. sorry i've never liked him i've never his character when he was a heel was an easy low-hanging fruit character
0: like <laughs> he- his greatest moments were in a tag team where all you just produce a lariat that would take people's heads off that quite and he really league.
1: hit him i'll never forget you craig by the way uh, we were watching a pay-per-view this was years ago and uh jbl hit the clothesline from hell and took the head off and he was like we're like god damn that's really stiff and craig without missing a beat he's like well if, i mean if he would just learn how to wrestle
4: and i was like <laughs> you're right you're right like that's it that's he's it gotta
1: though. fucking hit that clothesline from hell because he fucking sucks like yeah
0: if you were not, not three hundred pounds and could take a, take someone's heads off of a lariat you wouldn't be where you are
1: and i know i know we're just fans we don't know but at the same time, they're like, not I think friends. Where there's smoke, there's fire, and J- JBL has been called out as a bully enough. And I think to where yes, I'm like, you know what, multiple he's really multiple beautiful. people. And the only ones that stick up for him are higher ups like Taker, yes. Bruce Pritchard, and those people. I'm like, right, because yes. he makes he you know, he's smart about money, so you like him, like sure. And like, the people that are writing
2: books are Justin Roberts and Joey Styles the weakest guys that of all but but stood up to him but felt the need, yeah. like, were pushed yeah. to that limit. That's a bully. I'm sorry. That's a bully. Yeah, it
1: is a bully. It is. Totally
4: well, Vince
2: was
1: kind sense. of a bully himself. We all know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: that's
2: Whoa. great. Uh, tell Justin he sucks. Yeah. Tell, ju- tell Justin
1: to t- fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. Do it. <laughs>
2: well, that's not nice. Tell Stump Justin his wife looks like a rhinoceros. Style. Go ahead. Tell him. Tell him his wife looks like a rhinoceros.
1: Anyway. Anyway. This is a good I installment. It's uh, a good. We'll, there'll be more backstage assault? Uh.
2: Yeah, we and Ar- it'll we'll probably this, involve this our, Arn Anderson because it this always is does. Our,
1: everyone will. This is our um, wrestling gets real. Is our longest running. We're num- number six right now. Like our longest oh, wow. running. that's awesome. I wow,
0: like. I enjoy it. I, I I think this is this is what people are really want to hear about, though. The stuff in the back. That I think Cuz
1: came be. up with this originally. I think I don't remember. I have to give him credit yeah. for that. I'll is there picks. an Arn versus JBL?
2: Because if there is, then it, that's very yeah. meta, and this um, series would blow him. up and destroy itself. That's just
0: that's just a generational gap. Otherwise, there would have been. He
2: said, "I don't have any stock tips for you, you redneck." And I said, <laughs> "Well, I was like how about
1: this Marty <laughs> Lundy stock tip? Slap, pop, ooh, shot, ooh, call, ooh, putt, ooh, just slap. Oh, Arn, like, we're best friends. Let's go have a beer, buddy. We're best friends. Like Raptors.
0: For audio fans, give us a listen. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. Can you really upset, Jess? And give us a follow on social Marty media. Marty
1: Lund says on Instagram, I or Twitter, current product, at
0: 2019 podcast. Or, on at wrestling podcast. or you
1: can follow uh, Chad and Eric's Monday Night Recap and be like, I can't believe they're doing it like this. Why do they book like this? You know what? Marty Lunn says. If I ran my own company, I would do it. You could do that. You can listen to those pieces of shit.
2: Marty Lunn really likes those
1: podcasts. Dave, did you say I have a good one?
0: No, but it's fine.
1: Say it, huh? Come on. Yeah, you have a good one. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't <laughs> like my sleep product. AW, stupid.
5: The freedom of thought choice Doesn't just don't be the, one the This one is a one to pay.